Hello, a Walk in the Park podcast listeners. This is Babs, and I'm here today to tell you what I did wrong. Chris and I got on Zoom, as we do, her in Georgia, me in Florida, and did our portion of the podcast, this first portion that we try to bring to you regularly. I know I hit record, then I apparently stopped recording and just didn't start back up. So when I went to look for the file, it is not on my computer and it is not in the cloud, and therefore I can't bring it to you. So here you are again, just with me. Back to Babs, BTB. Currently on my mind, as always, the climate crisis is on my mind. President Biden spoke of it in his State of the Union address earlier this year. I really want more people to give a shit about this. That's me, by the way. President Biden did not say that. He said, quote, The climate crisis doesn't care if your state is red or blue. It is an existential threat. We have an obligation to our children and grandchildren to confront it. End quote. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, NOAA, said that 2022 was the sixth warmest year on record since records have been kept. I also saw that NASA said that 2022 actually tied with 2015 for the fifth warmest year on record. care about global warming. Let's not argue about who's causing it, who's contributing to it. The role of humans that people like to disagree about. The science is the science. The temperature is rising. Believe the scientists. Please don't buy into conspiracy theories that these people are lying and that the globe isn't warming. If so, please turn off this podcast. I don't even want you listening to it. I'm not that open-minded to have you in my life if you are a science disbeliever. Anyway, one of the main reasons why you should care about global warming and climate change is... Global warming affects the water cycle, which can make water scarcity an even bigger problem than it already is. Here in this country, the Colorado River is at historic lows, and the seven states that depend on it, which are Arizona, California, Colorado, New Mexico, Nevada, Utah, and Wyoming, are essentially in water wars. They are having to negotiate who is going to get what, and it's not pretty. Now, I could go all law school, throwback, property class, lawyer, riparian rights, etc., etc. There is something called <laughs> the West's law of the river. And that has been the law of the water really for probably more than a century at this point. Um, but... When annual rainfall and snowfall change and other climate changes affect the topography, the geography of the rivers, if uh, man-made things interfere with the flow of the river, anyway, I won't go on and on about that. But of course, uh, one of the biggest things is California is trying to claim a fair amount, um, and they do have first place status under the law of the river, uh, which of course the other six states are saying we need to reevaluate this, bring this thinking up to current times. Um, 
But yeah, in the meantime, those seven states are fighting over it, and perhaps Congress or the Supreme Court will have to get involved eventually. Back in the early 90s, the UN uh, established or launched the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change, which established an international environmental treaty to combat dangerous human interference with the climate system, focused on greenhouse gases, of course, significantly. Uh, There has been now for the past 27 years, this would be the 28th year, there has been a conference on the parties, COP. So last November 2022 was COP 27. And basically leaders and countries and representatives from those countries around the world come together and try to figure out what is going on, what committees, not committees really, but countries uh, should be doing what. So the U.S., 2030 is the U.S. deadline to cut its greenhouse emissions in half, and 2050 is the global goal to get to zero emissions. Scientists have determined this is what needs to happen to avoid catastrophic warming later this century. (sighs) Later this century. That seems far away. Humans have trouble thinking that far ahead, but we need to think into the future to attack the climate crisis now. In my recent mini-sode, I talked about the IRA and Infrastructure Act for Climate Action Now. The law is trying to give the U.S. a chance to meet these greenhouse gas emissions goals, among other things. For example, uh, there's credits and incentives for clean electricity. That's carbon-free power. The government is offering a clean energy tax, credits, Department of Energy loans, and it's more than just one industry or area of life. It's basically every area of life. Another example, climate-smart agriculture and forestry, a healthy environment. Soil, trees, rivers, lakes provide what are known as carbon sinks. And a carbon sink is anything that absorbs more carbon from the atmosphere than it releases. We need a healthy environment because we really need these carbon sinks to draw down the greenhouse gases out of the atmosphere. Anyway, the climate crisis is on my mind in some form or another daily. Next segment, currently consuming. If you can believe it, I only recently started listening to Let's Go, podcast with Tom Brady, Larry Fitzgerald, and Jim Gray. Gray is the host. I am only going to listen to the Tom episodes. Larry isn't interesting to me personally. There are 105 episodes, and I've just listened to Tom's September 6, 2021 episode, The Challenge of Being a Defending Champion. Ah, the good old days. The most recent Tom episode available on Apple Podcasts was released February 13th of this year, and I read that Sirius XM signed a multi-year deal uh, renewal, so I don't know if it won't be available on Apple Podcasts anymore, but I'm sure I'll have gems to share from that podcast going forward. <laughs> and finally, you can have my life share I just finished, let's say, a vanity project on Facebook. For the month of February, I did a then and now. I went back to my Facebook post from 2013, my 40th birthday year, and shared that post with the current day's post this February in my 50th birthday year. I'm going to say that I did a good job recording some pretty funny moments and some endearing moments from 10 years ago. I'm going to share two here. 
First, the endearing moment post, back on February 22nd, 2013. Quote, Hey, Mama, can you explain to Daddy how to snuggle? He doesn't know how to do it, and he says he doesn't even know what the word means. End quote. Naomi, age nine. Shame on Daddy. How many more years of snuggling does he think there are? That one actually brings tears to my eyes. So on to a funny one. February 15th, 2013. Quote, we will rule the world once you die. End quote. Vivian, age five, after we shot down the movie Opposite Day as the family movie night choice. I just looked up what this movie was about. A kid wishes that kids would rule the world, okay? Basically, kids start acting like adults and adults start acting like toddlers. It does not look like a good movie. Hey, that's enough of me rambling on in this format. And so now, please listen to the rest of the podcast after this brief musical interlude. We found him. We found MB. He's coming to us yeah. on his phone. I've been, I've been on assignment. Oh, on assignment. Do tell. I've been, uh, I've been busy with this, a new job at school I got at the post office, and other things too. Got me well, busy. Tell us about the job, like. How long have you been doing it for? How many hours a week do you have to do it? I work I work Tuesdays and Fridays, one to four, at the campus post office here on the Kennesaw campus. Okay. So you're helping make sure that mail and packages get to students that go there? Yes. I hope Kennesaw does a good job. How many other people, how many other people work in this post office when you're there? There's about 10 of us. Okay. That's good because I know, you know, Naomi, as you guys know, goes to Boston University. And I feel like online on the Facebook parent page every year, they're complaining that like BU does a horrible job with the mail. Like they send stuff to students. It doesn't get to them. It gets returned to them 10 months later. So I'm glad to hear that your office is more efficient. And I get paid bi-weekly every okay. Friday. All right. So that's nice. Woo, you get paid. Nice. Yeah. Now, is this something that you're just doing for this semester? Or yeah, just for this semester. Okay. And then, so... Yeah, so explain to the listeners what's happening because I was talking to your mom the other day and she said, so you're going to have a graduation ceremony this year, right? Yeah, for the first half of the program. For the first half of the program, so that's pretty exciting. Yes. And then what are you going to do over the summer? You know? Well, you know, listeners, my 21st birthday is coming up. I did know that. Crazy. So what I'll be doing this summer is I'll be going to Florida the day after my birthday. Nice. And what are you going to do in Florida? I'm going to go to 
probably Universal and and all the and parks. Yes, and all the parks. Well, that is the place to do it. Yes, I've been to Universal a couple of times now because my some of my family members like to go there. All right, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, the big two one. Nice. The next legal milestone. Yeah. And then are you, are you looking for a job for the summer or what what does your mom want yeah. you? So I'm uh, so I'm in the process of applying for a summer camp here oh. at KSU. Cool. Nice. So that would be helping out with stuff they run there at the school over the summer? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. But you'll live at home over the summer, right? You'll move yep. out. Okay. And then next year, you'll move back in somewhere. Yeah. In the fall, really. We say next year, but it's just the next academic year. Yeah. Well, that's pretty exciting. All right. So you have a lot of stuff going on at school. Are you still enjoying your classes? Yeah. Remind the remind the listeners what it is you're taking currently. So on Mondays, I'm taking survey of world history hmm. in the social science building. Okay. And then, uh, then after that, on Mondays, I have career prep and internship. Okay. Useful skills. Yes. Then on Tuesday, I have intermediate professional communications. Also important. Then I then after that, I have work from one to four. Okay. Then Wednesdays, I have survey world history. And I'm taking Microsoft Office. Oh, yes. You have to know how to use, you have to know how to use the office to survive in today's world. Yes. <laughs> how do you like world history? It's interesting. Right now we're talking about the transatlantic slave trade. Whoa. August just did that a little while ago, as a matter of fact. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of information. Well, that's cool. Then on Thursdays, I have I have three classes. Ooh. I have, have intermediate professional communications. Let's see, managing personal resources, and then study hall, which gives you time to do work. Yep, got it. Then Good. Friday, I only, I only have, I only have survey, survey world history, and um, and work. And work. Okay, yeah, that's a full week. Do you find yourself tired? Yes. <laughs> At the end of the day, I just want to put my feet up. <laughs> yep. Do you, are you saving your money? Yep. Nice job. Nice. Not spending it all? No. Okay. Yep. It's always good to save a little money if you can. I wouldn't know how to do that, but. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Well, that's a lot. You got a new job this semester. You like your classes. You're. 
doing a graduation ceremony and you're applying to work at a summer, at camp, a summer camp. Yeah. All right. That's me. That's why I've been so busy. Yeah, that's a lot. Sorry. I just feel like somebody's creeping around my house. Who is it? I'll never know. All right. Well, that's a good, that's a good life share update for sure. I, we know you always want to talk sports. Uh, do you want to talk sports first or do you want to tell people about what you've been following with the FTX debacle? So I have an update to the FTX story. Apparently, they're filing some new charges. Oh, really? Okay, well, here, let's share. You had told us, you know, FTX, a cryptocurrency company founded in May 2019 by Sam Bankman-Fried and John J. Ray were being investigated. And there was... Sure. Yeah. Let's see, how did I put it? I said they lost people's money in yeah. Bitcoin. Yeah, their cryptocurrency that they, they kind of they took people's money and didn't really give them what they paid for. And now they're in trouble. Yes. Let's see. Uh, and you shared that FTX had over a million users and was considered the third largest cryptocurrency exchange. And uh, yes, so we know Sam Bankman Freed, he got arrested. But now you're and saying the Bahamas and an extradited right. here. That's right. I do remember that. So hmm. supposedly he's living with his parents. That's right. <laughs> what a way he's to go. Under investigation. Well, that's right, because they let him they put him under house arrest, maybe, until yes. until the trial. But let's see. Yeah. So see if there's anything else. Uh Hmm. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't see anything. <clears throat> Two days ago, Nishad Singh, who helped launch FTX, pleads guilty to fraud. So maybe that's. And then, yeah, it says a week ago, Bankman Freed faces four new charges in FTX criminal case. Let's see. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's see. It was a new 12-count superseding indictment that added new bank fraud and money laundering accounts against him, as well as modified campaign finance charges. So basically, apparently, apparently he's a wealthy Democratic donor. Oh, yes, I did hear they were looking into the fact that he had donated to um, some Democratic campaigns. But according to this article I just pulled up, in The Verge, it said, after FTX collapsed last year, three top Democratic campaign arms announced that they would be returning more than one million in donations from Bankman Freed. And it says, still, FTX's new management is continuing its effort to claw back customer funds. So the Democrats that he gave money to, they're returning it, since you could say it was illegal for him to give it to them. And that's an article that was published by The Verge on February 23rd, 2023, a signal group is at the center of Bankman-Fried's latest woes by Makina Kelly. 
So, yep, that is still going, but looks like no trial dates set yet that I've seen. So, yeah, you'll yeah. have to stay on top of that and uh, let us know what happens, of course. Yeah. But let's see. Yep. All right. Well, lots of stuff going on in the world. Like yeah. sports. What do you want to share? What do you want to share in the sports world? Um the best of all team here at KSU is in the playoffs. Oh, really? Yeah. In their version of March Madness. Yes, they're in the tournament right now. And okay. if they win tonight, they either play Liberty or Eastern Kentucky. Okay. For, for the listeners, I'm talking about the men's basketball team. Yes, at your school. Yes. Interesting. Have you gone to any home games this season? Yes. Cool. Yep, I do not follow March Madness in Me neither. general. Me neither. Yeah. I'm looking forward to baseball, though. Me too. Oh yeah, do you have any good baseball news? I have not. I have no idea what's going on in the world of baseball. Are they making any rule changes, like ones I suggested? <laughs> you know, by the way, we never went through those suggestions. Oh, the sure. bottom. Really? Never. Like we, you, you, you had like, you went one time you, when I, I think it was when I was visiting you, you just started to discuss them and then we got sidetracked. So something. Uh, So, yeah, but I think you started. So one day you're going to have to tell us what your, all your rule changes should be. Well, do you know anything about the rule changes, Michael, that are happening? Let's see. I'm going to, let me, let's see. I know they're implementing a pitch clock. Right, which that was one of my things that I wanted them to do because I was like, oh my God, the pitchers are taking too long. Babs is brilliant. <laughs> Let's see what else did they implement. Didn't they, didn't they make the didn't they made the bases bigger? Oh, I did hear, yeah, I did hear that they were making the bases bigger to make it safer for the runners. Yeah. So I didn't care about that rule, but you know, I heard, <laughs> I heard the story. So I heard the story. I heard the story on NPR that said they were making the bases bigger. Yeah, I mean, and then but the real thing was where the oh, I don't think this was one of the rules that I wanted, but it is a rule I guess that they're putting into place. Defensive shift limits. The defensive team must have a minimum of four players on the infield with at least two infielders completely on either side of second base. And it said, these restrictions are intended to increase the batting average on balls in play. Uh, Yeah, so they're trying to take that ridiculous shift that some teams play against some batters. Hmm. Uh, Let's see, it says... The four infielders must be within the outer boundary of the infield when the pitcher is on the rubber, so they can't like stand in the outfield. Infielders may not switch sides. In other words, a team cannot reposition its best defender on the side of the infield. The batter is more likely to hit the ball. So it's like if you play shortstop, but your 
shifting, you know, to right field, you can't have your shortstop play on the first base side of second base. Cause that's not confusing to think about. Oh my God. Yeah. And let's see if the infielders, I mean, just the way I said it, if the infielders are not aligned properly at the time of the pitch, the offense can choose an automatic ball or the result of the play. Oh my gosh. How are they even gonna, that's like literally just insane. Okay. I don't like this rule because this makes it seem like they're going to make the game longer and all the rules should be designed to make the game shorter. Oh, wait. Oh my gosh. It says this rule does not preclude a team from positioning an outfielder in the infield. Ah, okay. Or in the shallow outfield grass in certain situations, but it does prohibit four outfielder alignments. Okay. All right. Sorry. That said outfielder in the infield. Wow. Let's see what else is there in sports. Let's see. Interesting. (sighs) Yeah, all I care about is the NFL draft will be coming up next month. (laughs) Oh, right. But yes, what else do you have in sports, MB? Apparently Apparently the live golf thing got got to deal with the CW network. Who, what, huh? I did not understand that at all. Live Golf, the new form of golf. Got to deal with the CW network. Are you understanding this, Marissa? No. (laughs) Oh, never mind. Is this a person? Yeah, see, your audio quality isn't that good because you're like out in public and you know, you don't have your microphone. So we don't really, are you talking about a person got a W? No, no, never mind. Okay, sorry. We can't really hear you that well. I don't know. Hey, Riz, what about the world of tennis? Have you been watching any tennis? Yeah, because it's a little bit all over though right now. Like whenever I tune in, I seem to get a lot of, um, I've been watching something in Acapulco. I've been watching Chile. I've been watching... Forgot where else. Um, but just random tournaments here and there. Some of the people I don't n- know who they are, and you know, or not like I did. T- I didn't get to watch the finals of one particular match uh, or tournament. I watch. It's funny. It's like I'll watch them, and then I go to work, so I can't watch them, and then I tune in, and they're already done. So it's like it's just a lot of random tennis that I'm watching, but I am watching. Right. Well, starting next week on the 8th is Indian Wells, the Indian Wells tournament, the BNP Paribas Open. Oh, good. But I know um, Rafa just announced he can't be there. Well, he's still injured, right? Right, right. So, but he made the final announcement that he wouldn't be there because of his head. And then then Miami starts on the 22nd of March. Right. And then I think Curios, I know is not going to do anything until the French open apparently or something. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And then we do know that Djokovic is allowed in the U S open. Right. Cause the government is changing that rule in may, but unfortunately not early enough for him to come compete in Indian Wells or Miami. Right. Right. Well, he'll be competing a lot more in other stuff. So it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's just, you know, 
then let's see, what do we have in April? And in April, they start shifting to clay. You got some tournaments in Houston, Morocco, Portugal. Uh, Jonathan's just going to miss out on a tournament in Portugal. He won't be there yet. Oh. And you get what about the French Open? Well, that's in May. These are tournaments in April. You got to get through Monte Carlo, Barcelona Open. You get a lot of tennis in April and then May leading into Roland Garros, which starts, it's late this year. It starts May 28th. That's weird. I know that's late because that's Jonathan's birthday weekend. And usually that's like the middle weekend of the tournament. So that's surprising that they have that tournament going from May 23rd to June 11th. Hmm. Yeah, and then let's see. And Wimbledon starts July 3rd. So again, they're like, they're putting Wimbledon and the French Open are back to being closer together because that's only like three weeks, I think. Interesting. Yep. Crazy. That's just, that's the ATP anyway. Did Not... you watch the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah. 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 I already talked about that. Yeah. I, I wanted, I didn't want either team to win. <laughs> I, but you know what? To be fair, it was an excellent Super Bowl because it wasn't a blowout. It was like it was right up until the end, which made it yeah, go. It was a really good game. I thought it was a good Super Bowl for a change. Eh, I mean, yes, I guess. I mean, it had a lot of offense, although I don't know if you guys have seen any of the follow because the field was horrible. I heard it was slippery. Well, you did you not watch the game? I did watch the game. Okay, yeah, so you could tell. Yeah, no, the, the grass was horrible. The field was horrible. It was probably overwatered, which really- yeah, who cares? Who cares? Really Arizona, wasteful water. Yeah. Why wasn't it? It should have been artificial turf. But anyway, and then uh, also, you know, I don't know. It just- uh, it was more like, I mean, it was a very evenly matched game, as I have said to other people. It's just like, yeah, you can't. I mean, Jalen Hurts, he uh, he hurt them. That's, their, that's the Eagles quarterback, right? Jalen Hurts? Yeah. Okay. I was totally blanking there for a second. Yeah, you can't fumble the ball and ha- and give up six points. I mean, that was horrible. I and thought I it was awesome. I basically, said at, <laughs> I basically said at the time, I was like, well, I'm like, that's the game unless they can force a Chiefs turnover. I said, because it's always the team that has more turnovers that loses. But uh, it's all rigged. <laughs> yeah, these people and their love of Mahomes. Yep. <sighs> anyway. So where, where do you watch the Super Bowl? MB, were you at watched home? It with my friends, watched it with my friends here at school. Oh, okay. Did did you have any friends who had actual rooting interests, like their Eagles yeah. fans or Chiefs fans? All right. So who were you rooting for? The Eagles, because my dad has a friend who lives in Philly. 
Okay. Yep. I know. I, I, it could have gone either way, really. If the Eagles hadn't made those two bad mistakes, the Hurts They were looking so good. They were. They just made a couple mistakes. The kicker did that horrible kick and gave the Chiefs field position to get an easy score, and that's what happens in the Super Bowl. But, yep, I'll uh, – I'll just be looking forward maybe to this next NFL season. I don't know if I can handle it without Tom now for real. Doesn't he join Fox Sports next next season? He's taking a year break. He's not going to start until the 2024 season. He said he he said he wanted to take the year to kind of practice getting better at what he'll be doing. So I don't know. One that does sound like Tom, you know, he's like, let me practice. But also Fox has to figure out what to do with their top team, Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson, because Greg Olson is currently their NFL color commentator on that team. And Tom will be replacing him. So maybe they're trying to find a different uh, gig for Greg. Otherwise, as Jonathan said, he'll just get dropped down to the regional games. Tom will have the national games and be part of obviously the top team. And Greg will have Greg will have to go somewhere else because he ain't the goat. <laughs> I think that's it for sports that I wanted to talk about. Yep, we can call that a wrap. All right, on sports. Dun dun dun. All right. I'm going to end the recording. All righty. Ta-ta for now. now. All right. Yes, I'm.